2022 has been a definitive turning point for the global economy. We have left a world habituated to accessible debt and low inflation and entered an uncertain and volatile environment. The implications of this cannot be understated. We are not returning to business as usual, but a world forever altered by the pandemic. Yet it is not all doom and gloom. Each of these challenges present an opportunity for us to adapt and enter the new year more prepared than ever. With this in mind, let's look into the three trends which will shape 2023. Welcome to the last episode of 2022. You're listening to In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. Now that we've finished a full year of economic uncertainty, we have a sense of what the next year is going to look like. We're not working off promises and forward guidance anymore. We're looking at the numbers and keeping our fingers on the pulse. 2023 is the year of cash flow is king. Our first trend that we're going to go into is driven by the central banks. Central banks will play a major role in shaping 2023 and reshaping finance as we know it. For a decade, we grew accustomed to falling rates and affordable debt. It was an exciting shift that improved our quality of life. Our credit appetite grew ravenous as million-dollar homes became a standard commodity and banks seemed eager to give out loans. It was the natural next step to move to a near-zero cash rate. It was natural to think it was the new normal. Yet we forget just how unusual low rates are in history. Debt has never been so cheap and so freely available as it was from the 2010s all the way through to the 2020s. Yet with surging inflation and demand running red hot, the RBA made the difficult decision to start belt tightening. This has put millions of Aussies in a painful situation as they find themselves caught between the pincer of rising rates and the surging costs of living. Inflation is stubbornly high and is forecast to peak at 8% this year before remaining above the upper band until 2025. This is our best indicator for any future rate moves. I think this is the backdrop for Westpac and ANZ's forecast for the cash rate to peak at 3.85% by May next year. We should expect monetary tightening to ease at the start of 2023 and then accelerate to its peak, unfortunately. This will weigh heavy on property values and slow the market to a grinding halt. Data from CoLogic reveals that real estate transaction volumes are down 13.3% on this time last year. Monthly value of mortgages down nearly 18% since the start of monetary tightening. Borrowers are spooked by the rate rises and are looking to cut back where they can. There is a strong pessimism in the short to medium term in borrowers' outlook. Furthermore, with 57 billion of Westpac loans and 51 billion of CBA mortgages to roll over in 2023, we can expect borrowers to feel the full impact of rate rises. These higher rates will stifle demand and reduce consumer spending, hurting SMEs still rebounding from the shaky spending patterns of the pandemic. The Federal Treasury forecasts consumption growth to fall 525 basis points from 22 to 23 to 23 to 24 resulting in a meagre 1.25% increase. Businesses should take this into account when they're sorting their inventory arrangements for the year. Demand won't be what it was like this year. People will be reluctant to spend and even less so to dip into their savings for big purchases. I would say factor these reduced volumes into planned purchases, rostering, hiring, and strategy. Be cautious and keep some buffers. Have a plan A, B, and C for the economic variety that we can reasonably expect next year. Furthermore, it might be prudent to delay any big planned investments. This will give you a bigger financial buffer to help manage uncertainty and pivot when you need to. It is important for your business to be agile. 
Agility will be the key. I would also say to only commit to loan arrangements you're confident you can repay. You should have a generous leeway between the cost of the loan and your actual maximum affordability. When considering a loan, you need to take every cost and condition into account. You don't want to be caught out with a loan you can't afford and can't escape from. Good forward planning, a really deep understanding of your books, and strong estimates for your cash flow in the new year will be crucial. The next trend I want to focus on is the changed labor market. While lockdowns brought a suite of new challenges to business doorsteps, they also opened up a new and exciting way of working. Employers have embraced remote work and flexible arrangements, and some of them are even forced to keep them because their employees have gotten used to them. This has paved the way for productivity and wellness benefits, as some workers could enjoy a better work-life balance while also getting all of their tasks done. Obviously, working from home suits some teams more than others, but it requires a lot of forward planning. If you haven't already, I would suggest really getting to know your essential tasks, keeping better track of your to-do list and optimizing your workflows. Maybe having an online task management platform might be key for any small teams that are looking to really embrace the work from home model or might have found that they're struggling with task management without platforms to help them manage this. When you have these things formalized and written down, it's so much easier to get through and keep accountability high. You forget fewer things and it allows you to delegate tasks between the team without needing a meeting or a conversation. This should be part of your agile planning. Furthermore, for employers with remote or flexible teams, I'd recommend regular checkups and meetings. Accountability is a crucial part of any functioning team and that's something you need to embed in the culture. In addition, the labor market remained extraordinarily resilient despite the chaos of the year. The unemployment rate decreased back to its historic low of 3.4% and is expected to remain strong well into the first half of 2023. This has given thousands of Australians extra security as their job arrangements give them the capacity to manage cost increases. For employers, this has created unique challenges. According to NAB, almost 40% of small businesses are struggling to find workers. With most Australians already in jobs, businesses will struggle to attract the right talent. These shortages are most acute in health and construction. However, while employment is currently strong, the RBA's aggressive monetary tightening and an expected nosedive in demand will weigh heavy. Deutsche Bank expects unemployment to rise to 4.5% by the end of the year. NAB has a longer time frame anticipating unemployment to reach 4.5% by the second half of 2024. This spike in unemployment will give employers more choice in choosing labour, but also signals a heavy reduction in demand. Our last trend for 2023 is energy costs. The fallout from the Ukraine war has driven up energy costs across the Western world, and ministers have been scrambling to contain it. The Federal Treasury estimates that consumer electricity costs will rise by 20% this financial year and 30% in the 2023 financial year. Surging electricity and gas prices are adding fuel to the cost of living bonfire roaring out of control for the last few months. These problems are unlikely to disappear overnight as the problem drivers persist. The turning point for the energy market was Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This constrained international supply from Russia as the world reacted with economic sanctions and restrictions. In turn, the spot price for major commodities soared. As Australia pays international prices for any surplus supply not met domestically, we are vulnerable to price movements overseas. Furthermore, our aging coal generators will likely suffer the same reliability concerns they always have 
forcing electricity retailers to pay international prices for generation. Our gas market faces similar outcomes as most of our supply is locked up in overseas contracts. So the energy market is likely to drive costs up enormously over the new year. This will add new challenges for businesses. For equipment intensive businesses, I would recommend using more energy efficient options, increasing your energy budget to meet the new reality and being conscious of powering things off. I know some private lenders will start factoring in higher energy costs into their serviceability assessments, so you should too. Things which you take for a given in your cash flow assessments are now more fluid and changeable than they used to be. To lessen the blow, the federal government has announced a relief package. They have introduced a price cap of $125 a tonne on coal and $12 a gigajoule for gas. While we don't know whether these caps will flow downstream to retail prices for energy, they should offer some relief. The Treasury estimates that the changes will knock $230 off energy bills on average next year. So while energy bills will still go up by hundreds of dollars next year, the pain they'll inflict will be lessened. Alongside this is a $3 billion energy relief package to subsidize energy for people on income support. The global and domestic headwinds are strong as we move into the new year. Many new challenges await us and some old ones have re-emerged. However, by carefully planning and managing your risk, you can adapt to the changing conditions and emerge from them. That's it from me this year. It has been a great year bringing you stories straight from my desk. I hope you have a very happy new year, a safe new year, and a really enjoying and rejuvenating one. Next year is shaping up to be a challenge, but keeping our finger on the pulse and watching the trends are going to help us plan ahead and use our energy and resources in the most efficient way possible and as best we can. All the best for 2023, everyone. I'll see you back here next year. 